morning, everyone, and welcome to the Coffee with Shay podcast. I am super excited to be back filming again. I've been so busy keeping up with my new job and being TikTok famous. Hello, your girl has blown up here lately on TikTok, and it's crazy. But if you all didn't know, I have a new one that I've been in for like the past months of my job. And it's been a really big change going back to working in the office eight to five. And if you don't follow me on TikTok, you might not realize how hard it has been for me lately to adjust to this new schedule. I've also been kind of talking about this on my Twitter where I'm talking about like where your dream job doesn't end up being your dream job. And you're like, what the heck do I do now? This is not supposedly my dream job that I thought it was going to be. Sorry, I'm messing with my mic, so if it feels a little weird, that's probably why. Give me just a second. All right, we're going to fix it. Okay. Ah! My mic is being really weird right now. Anyways, so I feel like lately I've been kind of just going through the motions, and everything else has been kind of taking a backseat to my depression swing I've had lately, in which I have identified as burnout, I've identified this weird feeling like depression as burnout and I will kind of get a little bit more into that when I talk about graduation. Recent updates, I, like I said, I'm now almost two months into my new job working at a university here locally. This has been a big adjustment for me since I'm in an office again and if you know this past summer, you know I mostly worked from home and felt very spoiled to do that. So I'm still stuck on caramel lattes because they're just so delicious and I can't help myself to make one, but we're going to talk about a new, new creamer that I bought, okay? And if you are a lactose-free girly like me, you can probably drink this creamer. So I've been using this creamer, which is brown sugar chocolate chip. It's like the Nestle Toll House um, creamer, and I've been frothing it up with my frother and pairing it with just whatever kind of Nespresso pot I have and then pouring it into my new cup. So I do have a new cup, period, we love that, uh, because I collect cups. It is the viral TikTok ghost mug that everyone has been looking for because I love it and it's spooky season, almost. It's almost spooky season. We are in September. I also found these can looking glasses from Target's dollar section for only $3. So of course I bought two in case one breaks. Aside from that, I have adjusted to my medication because I was on too high of a dosage for my bipolar disorder and it caused extreme depression and restlessness. I felt like nothing was satisfying me and that was really hard to deal with. I have tried to always go in with an open mind when it comes to medication but this simply is not who I am and I can't deal with that feeling. So I did go back to start, I did start going back to early mornings. And when I talk about walking early in the mornings, I'm literally just talking about waking up at 6 a.m. and taking a mile walk with my walking buddy because it's so incredibly dark in the morning in order to have some time before my job and really adjust to taking care of myself again. I did all of the work this summer and since getting my new job I haven't been doing the work I need to be doing and I need to be taking care of myself and one of those things of taking care of myself requires me doing morning affirmations where I'm talking about how much I love myself 
and the things I love about myself, along with just doing a mile walk with my walking buddy at six o'clock in the morning and drinking a little coffee and watching the news and filming a get ready with me TikTok OOTD, you know? So things like that are things that make me really happy and things that I feel like have been helping kind of curb this uh, mundane feeling that's been really weird for me. If you're a child of trauma, it's very common that when things start to feel mundane that your brain will be like, no, 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 no. We are not used to this. We're going to freak out and flip out and we're going to make life difficult. And I just don't want to be in that position anymore where life is difficult because I'm in the mundane and my body doesn't like that I'm in the mundane. It's seriously the weirdest thing of my life. I don't understand why my brain is like, okay, you're great. You're happy. You're in the mundane but we're gonna flip out a little bit. And so it causes some issues, but we'll kind of get into that a little bit more. Um, anyways, enjoy this brief ad and then we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to that ad. Just remember every time you listen to an ad, you give me like two cents into my bank account. <laughs> no, I seriously don't really make money off of this podcast. This podcast is genuinely just for my enjoyment and because I like talking to my besties and y'all are my besties. Anyway, so life, let's get into life after graduation and what that looked like. So I graduated in December 2019 with my bachelor's degree in educational studies and a concentration in psychology with a minor in psychology. So my concentration was actually like counseling route, uh, but I basically took more psychology-based classes. My goal back then was eventually to go to back to grad school and get a master's uh, in behavior analysis, but that changed quickly after a year of working. My first job post-graduation was working at a clinic for kids with autism. It was not a school, it was a clinic. I know this will be controversial, but I cannot express enough how much the homies hate ABA. If you're a person who believes in disability rights, you hate ABA. And so ABA is the practice of basically taking autistic traits and characteristics and making these kids become more quote, normal, unquote. <laughs> um, so I kind of just put like becoming more normal is what they're trying to do and I put quotes around it because that doesn't exist. I felt immediately that I was doing something wrong, especially after learning more about ABA. And this is why I didn't go to grad school right away. I worked right before the pandemic and was super sick when I first got there for like weeks with what I know like now is COVID that was being passed around our clinic. At first I was welcomed at this clinic and it seemed like everyone was super loving and excited to have me there. And this changed with time as we got into realizing that within the clinic, there was a lot of favoritism of certain people in the clinic that I worked with. It was a good, for good first few months until we heard about COVID and then found out that we had to run around with kids all day wearing masks, people had to do in-home therapy, and most people were bound to one kid all day. I will tell you, this is what quickly drained me. We had a new clinic owner, so like, the head cl head clinician, I think that's what you would call him, and he was really into making me suffer. 
So I had a kid that I worked with that was very abusive to his technicians. He worked with because he didn't have the language skills to actually tell us what was going on. And they didn't teach him any way, other way of speaking to us, such as sign language or anything like that, until later on we got him like a picture book and then, you know, he could start telling us a little bit more about what was going on. But when we're talking about like in-depth, this kid could not tell you like, you're pissing me off or you're making me mad and I need you to back away from me. So I was abused daily by this kid and I had actually like chunks of my tattoos taken out. I had advocated regularly that I work with another kid and I had two other kids that I had could work with. I could work with any kid honestly in that clinic, but I had two kids that I specifically could work with and neither one were abusive towards me and were super fun and super cool to work with. And I'm being honest, I just couldn't deal with the abuse that happened to me all the time and so I advocated regularly that I work with another kid, but each time I brought it up, I ended up getting in trouble by the clinic lead because he felt I wasn't strong enough to do the work. He's not wrong. I was not strong enough to get abused by a kid every single day. At one point, he was the only person there and everyone else worked from home in the office, and he had denied me a bathroom break after not using the bathroom for four hours. Somebody had to watch my kid that I had while I left for a 30 second pee break and I got in trouble for that. Like when we talked about why that happened and why he felt the need to just ignore me, it was because he was too busy like ordering something online or something like that. And I got in trouble for that. So I was on that. I was actually kind of, I feel like on the brink of being fired because their practices were borderline abu abusive and that made me feel like I was abusing the kids because I was abusing the kids. More people started coming back to the clinic and we slowly could start being together, but it was slow and everyone seemed to not like me anymore. I wasn't sure why, but I think it's because I found what they were doing to be abusive. And I'll just say it like there was favoritism within this clinic and I did not fit in with what they were trying to do. And that was essentially abused children and I was not with it and I questioned a lot of things that we were doing and I just felt it was no longer for me. So after this job, I ended up finding a job working in an office eight to five doing virtual education called Pre-Ed, so that's Pre-Employment Transition Services. But this is where it gets tricky. I love the job that I could do everything virtually from my office. The people I worked with there were amazing and I felt at home. However, after missing Thanksgiving with family, and my then boyfriend because I lost my keys. My grandpa fell sick with COVID. Quickly then, within one week or two, he ended up passing away. And my grandpa's death was the hardest thing I've ever dealt with. And it felt like my world came crashing down. I was in the middle of work when I heard the news that his heart was failing and he was quickly going to die. I believe this is what people mark as I became the villain after this moment, and I did become a villain. I was in the middle of arguing with my then boyfriend and ended things in a haste, and after my grandpa passed away, I started doing you know, more things that were more troublesome for me. We remained living together after this, but I quickly started dating like literally the worst human being I've ever dated. And that says a lot considering I was physically abused in high school by a boyfriend and I still would date that person before I date this other person that I've dated for like a brief month and a half. I was emotionally manipulated by someone who separated me from my friends very quickly and made my life some sort of hell. 
it took me about a month and a half of this person ripping away at my very soul and being during a crucial time of my father's passing. Their excuse a lot of the time was, well, what about me? I lost everything. When in fact, I had actually lost everything I'd ever known and loved. And after this brutal month and a half of someone ripping me apart, I ended it despite them not wanting it to end. I was finally free. So I thought. I was in fact actually worse than I had ever been and after a depression wave of two months, I started therapy with my therapist at the time. We started working through my grandpa's death and working through my own issues with an abusive relationship. In fact, my therapist was first to know I didn't want to be with this person anymore. When my therapist sat me down and said, okay, tell me about the relationships in your life. I could describe everyone else being amazing and great and I remember distinctly describing this person as, well, they're okay. And that was kind of like the first moment that I knew like this relationship wasn't working. And when we started to work through, through therapy, I realized that it was very unhealthy that this person was not allowing me to truly go through this traumatic event that had happened to me, losing my grandpa, like my dad basically. And I realized very quickly like that that person was doing things intentionally to ensure that I stayed the same version that they liked. They liked this version of me and they wanted me to stay this version of me and I was trying to heal and move on and, and grow and they didn't like that. So I started therapy and still lived at the next at the time until our lease was up. We got along fine and everything was fine but I did start to party a lot and met a lot of friends. I went on dates that were dead ends because these guys were horrible and I had no idea when I wanted out of life. I started to mend things with friends it felt like life was going very well, but my job stated that I will be moving to in-person sessions with students and driving an hour every day one way to a school and an hour every day back. This wasn't good for my mental health and at the time, not something I needed to do. So I looked for jobs elsewhere for the entire summer while planning to move in the beginning of August. During this time, I found the light of my life, the person I've been dating since then, and it went great. But we were certainly learning from each other. We didn't move, end up moving in together until May of the following year. So this year of May, we just moved in with each other. Now, y'all have already heard my crazy roommate story, so let me spare those details again. If you have, haven't, go ahead and listen to crazy roommate story that has already been posted. So during that year, I tried my best to stay out of her way and stay quiet because it was in my best, in my best interest to stay quiet from her. I ended up switching from working in pre to working for JAG, so Jobs for America's Graduates. It is a program um, where I would be working as a teacher in the school systems here. I found this to be a hard transition because I was actually teaching and I didn't know how to teach. I did go to school for education, does not, know, does not mean that my degree was for teaching. And so one of the biggest troubles for me was learning how to be a teacher when I didn't know how to be a teacher. I ended up fumbling through teaching and learning as I went. So I will definitely congratulate that my students were amazing. I am so glad that my students were okay and letting me just learn with them. I learned a lot as a teacher and honestly would love to do an episode of my year in teaching. So if you're interested in learning about my year in teaching, I'd love to talk about it because to be honest, there was no, no part of me that wanted to leave physical teaching. I wanted to leave the company that I worked for, but I did not want to leave being a teacher. So anyways, after learning that where I was working wasn't healthy for me, I started to look for jobs while teaching the kids I actively very much loved. 
Now this was very hard because I felt sad to be leaving. Throughout this past summer, I worked from home and interviewed for positions at our local college and found that nothing was working for me. I actually applied for like way too many positions probably at our local college, but I did have like two full on like really serious rounds interviews. And to be honest, I was like really hoping that I would get the position and I'd be working in like career services, but I did not. And I find this really ironic because when I started my job that I have now, they actually saw me there because we share with career services, like where my office is. And I found the woman that interviewed me and she was like, oh my gosh, I've literally been advocating for you to be on this campus, like raving, ranting, all this about me. And my supervisor actually noticed that this person really, really likes me. And she like brought it up later on and was like, obviously like you're such a good candidate and we like you. Clearly other people like you too. But um, there's still a bitterness about leaving, not like a bitterness, but a, like a sadness. There is bitterness, but it's like, I don't even know how to describe the situation. It's like when you really don't want to leave, but you know what's best for you. And it is almost like being in a toxic, abusive relationship. And it's like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to be separated from something that I love so much. But if I don't leave, I have a feeling I'm going to lose myself. And it was not teaching that did it for me because I would teach all day long. I love teaching. I teach at my job currently. But it was the fact that like I wasn't being supported at all and new things were being added to my tab every single day. And it felt like I was doing the job of like four people rather than one person. And that's just not okay with me because I tried my best. Like my students were amazing. They were the brightest, sweetest students. And I have asked them all to please keep in contact with me if they can because I'd love to be in contact with them. And I'm talking about all my 18 plus students because I want to be in contact with them because I genuinely cannot believe I got so lucky with my students. But outside of that, it was like, there was nothing really keeping me there besides my students. And as we all know, you can't lose yourself in a toxic relationship. So after moving with my partner, seemed, life seemed pretty peachy for us. So we moved in in May and we did a good job of celebrating and loving each other in ways we needed it best. I have a partner where everything is 100-100. It's not 50-50, it's 100-100. We're both giving our 100%, and if we're not, someone else is gonna make up for that 100% that we're, not make, that we're not meeting. And I have this sweetest, kindest partner who does anything they can to make me happy. So this was a summer of growth, this past summer, where I had no longer, I no longer had to be sad, to be honest. And I could truly be happy, but my body has been stuck in fight or flight for so long that this stable life has been really hard for me and a challenging one to say the least. So I talk a lot about this and I'm kind of going to go on a little rant, going to go off of my little script that I have for myself because I do write a script. So if it ever sounds a little scripted, it's because I have to write a little bit of a script for myself. But when your body is stuck in this trauma state for so long, it's really, really hard to get out of that trauma state. And so every time you're happy, your body is going to be like, but remember the time you weren't happy. 
Remember the time where things were challenging for you. Remember the time where you had really bad difficulties and we're gonna bring that all back. And so when you're in a safe space in a safe environment, your brain is going to in fact have new traumatic parts that it needs to conquer because that's what happens when you're finally happy and healthy is you're realizing all of those traumatic things that happened to you did not have to happen to you. In fact, the reason they happen to you is shitty reasons and you start to realize that and you start to like really go through the trauma because you're in a safe space to do it. You are never able to process the trauma because you were never in a safe space to process the trauma. So the reason you're processing it now in such a safe space, like when you're happy, you're healthy and things start to come back and you start to really get into that depression mood swing, it is because your brain is like, we are finally safe enough to start healing. And part of this healing process that we need to do is we need to allow our um, body and our brain to really process that trauma. And so I've realized that I've really been trying to process this trauma and really working with this trauma. And so over the summer, I, in June, started walking in the mornings at 6 a.m. I would get up and walk in the mornings before work. I made sure that I was always taking care of myself. I looked good. I was trying to make sure that like I was doing affirmations. I was building really sustainable habits and really taking care of myself. And, um, summer was a great time because I was at home it was hot weather you know I could take care of myself I could be around my partner I could be around my dog all day and just really like be in a space safe space for myself and this is the reason why I think like healing has been so good and so healthy for me because I'm in a safe space for the first time in my life okay end of rant we're getting to the end of the summer I ended up being in one more round of interviews for our local college and found that the position seemed exactly where I wanted to be and the people interviewing me were so nice. Like (laughs) my bosses are literally like the kindest human beings and like, you know, when people say that they're kind of like, oh, but they do this. No, like my boss is a really kind human being and I've gotten nothing but praise and happiness since I've been there and that helps me like really try to deal with the trauma that I've gotten from jobs too because you can get trauma from jobs and they were just the nicest people so I gave my two weeks notice and it was brutal because it was close to the start of the school year but found that I needed to do what was best for me and that was to move on. I left great friends and if you are listening to this right now know that I left you and that was the saddest thing but I I still see them now here and there I still text them because I still love them and I still care about their lives. So in this new role, I do get to teach one freshman success course while working as an advisor for other freshman college students. I don't have a caseload yet, but I'm so hopeful to have one soon. And I'm gonna go off a little bit, but my freshman success course is amazing. I do have someone who listens to this from my freshman success course, and I just wanna say thank you for listening. And, um, that class is amazing and reading all of the students like work like we were just talking about success and reading the work of what my students define success as was literally like the kindness like I was crying at some of them because they were talking about their favorite people and then they were also talking about like success and I just was like crying because it was so sweet and like all of these activities that we've been doing here lately has been so great and I hope 
that I'm like a really good teacher and I hope that like you, I can continue to be teaching really well and I this is where I flourish is teaching and I've even had like a coworker be like why are you not teaching and I'm like because I don't have my license and I'm not going to teach without a license because no one will hire me without a license but I still get to teach in this role and I still get to advise and that's one of the most exciting parts of my job is that I get to teach and I'm so excited to hopefully have a caseload. I think they were supposed to decide on it this past week on who's getting what caseload and I, I think I already know what caseload I'm getting but I'm so excited and I can't wait. I can't wait to start advising. I've already been sitting in on advising appointments and I've been doing really well in my job and my, my boss has been doing amazing at affirming me and making sure that I feel safe and that I feel happy and comfortable in my job and making sure that I have enough work to do and stuff but it's so rewarding to be able to work with students and I cannot wait to make that really like a huge part of my job again um so yeah that's kind of that's it life after graduation has been hard <laughs> I have been in therapy. I was diagnosed with ADHD, bipolar one, mixed emotions. I've dealt with the death of one of my most favorite parents and my most favorite people on this planet. It is actually coming on two years in December and I'm not excited <laughs> for Christmas because I love spending Christmas with them. But I'm really, really hoping that I'll get to spend Christmas with my boyfriend's family and get to be with them. Life after graduation, I found out that I have another sibling on my dad's side and she has a son that I get to love and he's amazing. He's my little baby and I call him my baby even if he is way past the age of being a baby. He is my baby and I'm so glad that I get to be a part of their lives. I've dealt with two breakups, one of them of a long term and one a short term and then finding the one I'll be settling down with and loving for a long time. If I can give advice. I would just say slow down, enjoy the mundane, please embrace the mundane moments and all of the small insignificant days because sometimes you will look back and think, I wish I didn't take that for granted. I am taking care of my health and dealing with this season of burnout. I'm finally settled into my new home and new job and really trying not to struggle so much with my mental health, but it comes in waves life comes in waves and we have to deal with it the best that we can and so you have to embrace those mundane moments all of those small insignificant days where it just felt like you were squidward episode of spongebob or he was just going through the motions you're gonna have those days but it's about finding happiness in those days it's about finding happiness in those very insignificant days finding happiness in the mundane because the mundane is what we're all kind of looking for in life. I'm going to be honest, a, a lot of traumatized people are looking for the mundane and they're looking for a moment of peace and you're going to find it. And that's what I mean by the mundane. I mean by, I, I mean it's peace. So I hope if you have graduated, life has been great and you're able to truly soak, soak in those post-grad moments. I hope if you are graduating that you take time to slow down and enjoy the moment you're in because you will never get that back. I do long for the days of less responsibility and more happy moments with friends in our dorm rooms, but those are gone and I can now cherish them with wine nights instead with friends. Life will work its way out, I believe that. Thank you for listening and until next time, besties.